Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Hello, hello, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Bravo Wild Black. I am Aaron. And this is Kaya. And we have a very special guest today. Um, the married to medicine expert, super fan, knows yes. everything about it. Also with Potomac too, but you know, today we're focusing on married to medicine. We have Steve from Faces by Bravo. You follow him, you love him, and you stand him. How are you, baby? How are you? I'm so happy to finally record with you guys. We are so happy to have you, honestly. Like, we, me and Kay have been talking about this for a few months now, and we're like, we have to get him on to talk about Married to Medicine immediately. Yes. Immediately. And, like, it was supposed to be, I think, like, mid-season or the beginning of the season, and our schedule just kind of, like, got messed up, and it was, like, a mutual thing. So then I'm like, you know what? It's even better because we can have him on after the reunion which I originally thought was two parts, but no, they gave these queens three Three parts. parts. And on top of that, they had like a bye week. So it was literally just a month of just the reunion. But we want to talk about like the season as a whole and then the reunion, obviously, and just get into some things. Um, But before we do that, we want to learn a little bit about you, obviously. Um, How did you even start your account, Faces by Bravo? And did you ever expect it to blow up the way that it has? I mean, it's like the holy Bible of Bravo fan accounts and your content is just so unique. You're not getting it from like anywhere else. You're not like stealing tweets. You are casually spilling tea while not being nasty and messy. I just love your account. Love You, you are so the moment. Tell us. You are at the moment. Guys, this was like such an introduction. Thank you. Um, you guys are amazing. I I literally, so I'm a nurse. Um, as you guys know, I work, I'm a pediatric um, hematology, oncology, and bone marrow transplant nurse. And we work three days a week in the hospital. And when I was living in DC, especially out in DC, um, you know, my, my hours were all over the place. So I'd have days off when everyone else is at work. And I'm like, bored. So I would work a lot or like pick up overtime. But I also was like, Steve, you need to get another hobby other than bottomless brunch. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't text. Yeah. Right. I mean, like (laughs) Like, mimosas are great, but you know, it's not sustainable. (laughs) Us after going to drag. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking about the whole time. I'm like, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. So, um, I was like, and I don't like working out. So I, that, that's another thing I'll write off. So um, what was my passion? Bravo and Real Housewives. I could talk Bravo all day, every day. And so I started it, really was putting it all out there into the abyss, had no really trajectory or plan for it, just was kind of doing it for fun. And it like just took off right away and... I was like, all right, well, 
I'm just going to go with the flow. And that's just kind of how I've been doing it since then is just, you know, taking it one opportunity at a time and just making sure I stay true to, you know, what I believe and what I hope to, you know, I want to deliver a lot of laughs, a lot of discussion, meaningful discussion, and then also be responsible with my platform and, you know, educate people on things that are going on in the world. Yes, we love that. Like, do you remember like your first meme or post that like really blew up? Well, so my first, it wasn't even really a meme. So actually when I first started, the what really inspired it <laughs> and why I guess Faces by Bravo makes more sense um, back then was uh, I think it was season 13 of Orange County, the promo and the promo photos and the trailer were out and everyone was talking about like, what the hell Vicky's face looks like completely different. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's happened a lot over the years, but like Bravo specifically, they really like facetuned and like made it really bizarre. Even she like released one that was different. And um, so I just was like, let me put every single cast photo of Vicky, like, in a row I want to and see like the progression and then underneath you know like would give like fun facts of like Vicky's time on the show and all of that and so I started doing that with just other cast members of like various you know Shaw's Married to Medicine all of the Housewives franchises and um was doing that and it was fine but I didn't feel like it was fulfilling and there was times mm. where I felt like it got a little messy in a way that I didn't really like it just didn't feel right so I kind of switched and went into the meme sort of space and I think my the first meme that <laughs> did really well was um it was on a scale of one or on a scale of Teresa's to Karen Huger's forehead. How hungover you are you this morning? <laughs> oh my gosh! So messy. You know, was was OC the show that got you into Bravo, or what? What show was it that got you into Bravo? So I was in 2006 when I was in high school. It was my senior year. That's when OC was coming out. I remember seeing the previews. I was super excited about it because I was, you know, I'm small town, little farm town guy that was like fascinated by, you know, the, the lifestyles of the rich. Right. So I watched the first episode, I think back then, and I just wasn't drawn in. And then fast forward to my senior year of college, my roommate was watching Jersey and he brought me or told me to come into the living room to watch the table flip. I watched <laughs> it and the rest was history. I like dove what into iconic everything. Scene. That Truly. is so fair. And what's funny is like, you know, I have a hard time like enjoying Teresa, but the fact that she's the one that got me into Bravo is kind of hysterical. Exactly. So, okay. Who would you say, like, because we're open about it, who would you say is your problematic fave on Bravo? Ramona Singer. Oh, Lord. Wow. 
What yeah. a what a yeah. What a, and I, yeah. I respect it. <laughs> I respect you for standing I get on that. it. It's I, hard. I, I'm I like understand it. She's not my, and I actually like. I think we said it on the podcast that we don't want her yeah. fired because we want people mm-hmm. to see this is how people think. So the whole Ramona getting fired thing is like it. Does you know? It's not useful. It's not anything like we're just tucking that away mm-hmm. instead of having these conversations. Right. But um, as far as like the faith, I kind of just don't. I don't get it. I don't get like what draws people really like to her like the, she can barely form a sentence and then Love. she shits on the floor and she goes <laughs> like she goes back to the same dudes and then she calls people you know sluts and whores and she doesn't want to do this or that she doesn't want to deface her body with tattoos but then she she's seen making out with like <laughs> all these men she's a walking like, contradiction yeah <laughs> so is that it so I have, I will, um, disclaimer on this last season and really even this season aren't like star quality Ramona's for me. Like, th- like she hasn't been delivering the re and she's not showing up as the person that I am obsessed with the, if you look back at, I guess, what was last we're on season 13. So like seasons 11 and down. I am obsessed with like how so unaware she is and so tone deaf in certain ways. Like the thing that sticks out to me is when she saw Aviva's leg for the first time in the shoe store and just watching that scene gives me so much joy (laughs) because she is a monster. She's like, do you have fake toes? Do you <laughs> like? Do you bring like to the store? You go on the beach. Do you wear a swimsuit? Like, she's literally talking to this woman like she's a monster or like an alien. And then like, what's the others? Like, I just think she's so fascinating and unapologetically her. And there's just so much. Oh. Like in the Berkshires, when she completely made up that like breakdown um, in the woods to, and then got on a plane to go to Molly Sims' party. I mean, that's just <laughs> iconic. <laughs> Season like one or two, she got in an argument, not an argument, but like sort of like a pissing contest with the mayor um, about who was more blind. Like he is literally legally blind. And she's like, well, my vision is blah, 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 blah. And so I can, I can't really see. It was just like, that is hysterical to me. She's just so chaotic and her energy I find to be compelling television. These moments were very like, I was interested. So I can understand. I can understand that. You know, we do not stand Ramona here, but we we can definitely understand. Yes. Yeah, we can understand. I just don't stand. (laughs) Right. Do you guys consider Phaedra a problematic fave? I do. That's Aaron's favorite (laughs) problematic fave. It it is. It's mine. She's definitely in there. And I want her back. And I understand. It's like she gets a lot of shit, which I get. I, I I get why, but at the end of the day, there's I mean, who else is gonna deliver the shade like Phaedra? And well, I have to first off say you said at a, at the end of the day, and that is my favorite Real Housewives of Atlanta phrase. 
They literally <laughs> say it seven every times ten minutes, yeah. an episode. It's incredible. But <laughs> but also with Phaedra, and I'm not defending her in a way that what she did was right. Not at all. That, but what I will defend her on is allegedly, you know, she was told by a producer this rumor. I say that. Thank I you. Yeah. And um, again, she told Portia this. Portia's the one that said it on camera. And I love Portia. Don't get me wrong on that. But Phaedra was told by a producer who passed it on. Maybe not even knowing that Portia would say something. Maybe she did. But either way, Phaedra didn't put that out into the universe. You know? She didn't put it out into the... She didn't say it on camera. Portia did. And And Portia was friends with Candy. So much so that they were making out and trying to clap kitty cats and all that, allegedly. And now, you know, you're accusing her of, like, trying to drug you and take you to the dungeon. And my thing is, you know, I'm not the, I'm not as passionate as Aaron about, like, uh, being a Phaedra stan. I respect the style, especially that blonde, that B.O.B. So they're calling you Bob. Bob, mm-hmm. but she got. She's been but doing it. What She's I been doing can it. say is that even, let's just say that she did do all this herself, orchestrated herself. She said that and made it up. Let's just say she pulled it out of her ass. I think that it's been enough time and Candy has gotten all of the Real Housewives of Atlanta spotlight that she has literally paid, you know, her dues. Like, she has suffered enough. Candy is literally, her career is better than it's ever been before. She made an entire (laughs) tour out of it. So I... I went to... I went amazing and I was watching Bolo perform with Karen Huger iconic wow so it was whenever um I went with Monique Candace and Karen um and Chris the two Chris's and um oh and Yovana showed up as well that bitch. <laughs> but um so yeah we were and it was at the one in DC and for the bolo portion, Karen and I were at the balcony watching and her commentary was just as good as bolo himself. Wow. Oh my God, Karen, you, I can imagine like she would be, I feel like she'd be impressed, but also scared. Yes. That, I mean, you just literally nailed it. It was like, <laughs> it was like, she was like mortified, but also like, trying to get tips for like her and um ray so like it was it was actually an amazing it was amazing commentary see and it's just like she candy has made a brand out of the we had a sex dungeon reunion we had a sex dungeon reunion so i don't think that what phaedra did was okay but i feel like you know she should apologize <laughs> I feel what? like she should allow Phaedra to host the Net Sets Dungeon event. I yes. feel like it would make sense. It would only be right. It's like, and then she can kind of get on stage and be like, you know what, guys? I fucked up. But yes. I'm the host of the event. So the show's going to go on. <laughs> I have a hot take. So Please. I do love, I love me some candy and I have the most respect for everything she's done in 
everything in her life and on the show and whatever. However, I feel like I know where this is going. She's a little stale. (laughs) And like, I actually really enjoyed her this season, but for the longest time, I've also, I have, I feel like she's very LVP in the sense she's a, she likes to bring people around to do her dirty work instead of her doing it. You know, like the candy coated crew though, mm. or these random people will just show up to the candy coated factory and just spill all this tea. And she's like, don't say that. Not y'all. <laughs> don't say that. Like, Come on, Listen. you knew they were gonna say yeah, it. I don't know why she's just yes. telling me. That's just weird. Right. You yes. got on my show yes. to say that. Yeah, you know, That's like, just she weird. Comes in the my mama is yeah. in the other room. <laughs> yes, like so. I have always found that to be like. I don't like that. Do it yourself. I want you to do I it. Agree. If you want it out there, everybody else, I mean, not everybody else, but a lot of people are the ones that have to do it and have to face the repercussions of putting stuff out there. You know, I don't think you should get a pass. So. Now that's 100% like feel that that's a hot take. And then I also like, I haven't seen it for candy in a few seasons until the last season because of her commentary in general. But like since the her and Kim were like, I feel like Candy and Kim were like an underrated duo, especially when they were like doing the music thing. Whoa. And then you know, uh, but I will um, never forgive either of them for not being able to come to an agreement to release the ring didn't mean a thing because that is a bop. Like where is it? Where the fuck is it? Um, the last time that I was interested was actually the Sex Dungeon storyline. And anything that Candy really had to say, so you know, I, I I don't I don't appreciate a boring housewife, but I understand the place of a boring housewife. I understand the place of a Cynthia. I understand the place of I I couldn't do it for Teddy, but I can understand the place of Doree. I can understand the place of yeah. you know uh, Jackie on New Jersey, but like I just I just don't really see how Candy is like the penultimate of Atlanta. Like for me, it's always going to be Mimi Leaks. Um, but you know, so I'd other say, than like, mm-hmm. what, what happened? No, I was going to say, I'd say out of all the boring housewives that you've named, Candy mm-hmm. is definitely the top one. Like I prefer <laughs> Candy over all of those housewives well, and definitely yeah. over Teddy. Like, oh, well, oh, I don't even, yeah. Teddy isn't even in the commerce. Yeah. Um, so well, with Candy, like she, you we have to give her credit for there was a lot of moments where she isn't boring like yeah. but you know the bitch that i love is i will drag you in this bitch that was one oh of my, my favorite she doesn't do anything i, I mean, know. she gets shit started and then she doesn't do anything and i'm not saying that you know she needs to to fight people because a lot of people have a problem with violence i guess yes but it's just that she's just always kind of but and I'll say it. She doesn't know. Like, I want to see a scuffle every now and then. I do and, too. Oh, and that's just that. Like, I, I know a lot of people are like, don't make Black women look bad. And I never thought for a second that Black women look bad because they have to get some straightening. Like, I've never thought that. Not one bit. And Everybody, we have white women flipping tables. Yeah. We have white women 
literally pulling fucking ponytails. We have white women literally throwing their leg on the table. So and shitting on the floor again. And shitting on the floor. Like exactly. I actually also love Nini and Candy's banter. Yes. Yeah. It was really like great because it was it was Nini was very much threatened by Candy in a sense. Yes. But and Candy would like (laughs) not let her she would not let her breathe essentially she would be like no you know you can say i said what i said and then she's like but what you said is some bullshit and it's amazing like she will not i like, think that's my problem too is that i think i finally figured it out candy really just doesn't care about like anything <laughs> it comes because she's so rich and she's always thinking and about the like her next business that it's like she doesn't give a fuck about the fame Yes. as much as the other ladies love and appreciate the spotlight and the fame. And I think that that's what, she's not thirsty enough. It's very admirable though. It's like- yeah. I want to be like that. Yeah. I would love to do, I'm just not in that situation. So that's why I'm judging it. Mm-hmm. But, but let me not <laughs> take Candy off the cast because we know that a lot of changes are going on with Atlanta. Sheree mm-hmm. is allegedly coming back. Light skin Keisha is going to be on well, there for I some like random This is reason. the right moment. Like, I mean, come on. You got Sheree back. And Sheree is talking about if she's not full time, she's not coming back. Like, she Good. doesn't want to come back. I want to see Tyrone. I want to see a Tyrone yeah. engagement and wedding. I want everything to do with Tyrone. I want Sheree and I want to see her son. So Tyrone, um, yeah, um, Cairo could get it. Um, he's he's fine. He's of age. He's very much of yep. age. I think he can drink now. So and Sheree I'm so happy on, we can say it. Yes, <laughs> Sheree is on my very small list of four housewives that, um, she's on a list that. I don't care if they don't have a storyline. I still want them to be a yes. housewife. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Because Sheree, like, think about this. Sheree has brought so much every time she's been on that damn show. And for them to demote her um, at season 10. I didn't understand that. Yeah. I think she, well, one, she definitely, she was on the wrong side of history on, you know, siding with Kim. But two, she, I guess, doesn't really have anything going on storyline-wise. But again, there's certain people that I feel like are allowed to yeah. do it because of, A, either what they bring She's or, the bone collector. Yeah, I mean, Sheree will get down to it. People praise Megan King Edmonds, but um, Sheree will get- Sheree's investigative work. Yeah. <laughs> Sheree in her flip phone, number one. Like (laughs) at the time, and and you're right about that. I don't think people remember how Sheree carried Housewives of Atlanta on her back, along with Nene. I'll say that. Like her and Nene were they were Sheree, Nene, Kim for me. It's like that's the penultimate of Atlanta, and that's why I I want them to fix it with Nene. Um, how did you feel? I always say that I don't really understand, but Kim and what? season 10 when she came back as the friend um yeah that was rough but i don't think that it was kind of like what they made it out to be like i didn't think it was like racist the way that she was i didn't think it was um you know i didn't think that she had a good storyline either she wasn't fully in it so i would want her fully in it just the same way that i would want charade 
fully in it because that's a good that's a good lineup for me. I I, I completely agree with you. I think Kim is great for the show if she's like Kim when she was fully invested in the early seasons, like right prior to her like leaving mid season. Those early like I felt like she came back and she had the ego. And didn't she has her own show. She doesn't need it. She's not thirsty enough. Didn't want to play the game. That's what I was going to say, too. I think the fact that she also had her own show. So she had Mm -hmm. like a whole nother show to film. And then it's like you're getting on here. You don't really have much to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That but now that it's over, I'm pretty sure she can come over. back Thank with you. a really good storyline. And I'm the only one who wants Kim back, and I'll stand on it, and that's fine. But you're I, not you're not the only one. I don't. I would want Kim back. I can't too, find one other person that wants Kim back. The thing with me with is, okay. I just yes, like, so you'd be fine with it. I have a need for the other housewives <laughs> to be on. I'm like, I love Kim, and I want to see her on. But Kim already had her turn. Where the hell? I is want. Kim, okay, we're not going to talk about Potomac on this episode. We are going to talk about the state of Atlanta as we are right now, and then we'll get into Married to Medicine, and then we'll do a little bit of Patreon, so we're just readjusting the schedule. But, okay, so the state of Atlanta, I want Nene, ideally, I know that that's not going to happen anytime soon. I'm not going to say never, (laughs) but I have a feeling it's a never. (laughs) I want Sheree, I want Kim, I want Phaedra, I okay. want a Portia. Like we're not getting rid of Portia. Like I don't know what people are talking about. And I even I love I love Kenya. I know that you don't like Kenya, but I think she does what she needs to do. And I think that she needs to because last season Kenya was not just like the whole obsession with who fucked the stripper thing, but just her storyline and then her in general was just like kind of so miserable that it Always. made her. <laughs> like you just felt bad for her, but I did want we? Kenya in did the I? messy. Kid. I did. I want Kenya in the messy way. I know y'all hate okay, Kenya. That's Kenya's <laughs> problematic babe, y'all. If y'all don't know, that's no, one of guilt, them. That's one of them. But my my number one problematic babe will always be Lala Kid, and I'll stand on that. And I'll literally sing that bitch song. We were saying that bitch song if you follow us. Boy. Boy, 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 boy. Stream boy if you're clear skin. Yes. But yeah. Um, but I would love for yeah, Shrey, Kim, Portia, Kenya, and you know, Nini, if she can come back, I don't think she can come back. Cynthia can go. I'm fine with Cynthia leaving. Yeah. Um so, okay, who would you guys cast as a newbie that we kind of, like, already know? Because I've been thinking about it, and even though a lot of people disagree with this, I want Tamar Braxton on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I think that she would be literally perfect for that cast. So if you guys could cast someone, who would you cast to Atlanta? Well, it's a shame that... Tamar and Candy were on Celebrity Big Brother together because they were able to squash it on there. And like, I would have loved to see that on Atlanta. On Atlanta. Because that would wake Candy up a little bit. I don't know. Um, Let me, well, I have like, I mean, this isn't a new person, but this is one reason why I really, really, really want a black girl magic version of all stars, but I would live for seeing like a Mariah or quad on Atlanta. Quad. Oh my God. Or, Mar- or heavenly. Really 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I need to see the married to medicine women get, you know, meshed in with some of the housewives. I think that would be a fascinating. They're in the same city. Yeah. Like, we already and had they hang out. They're always I'm totally together. together. Yeah, totally. they were they were what um at simon's like was that his birthday or something mm-hmm. i i, I want to see this portion simon's shit and I, now, it just it sucks that fallon isn't gonna be like on right. the show because i'm just like but the, yeah that's why i'm kind of like and eh, i could i could honestly and i know a lot of people are gonna be like what but i can honestly go with that portion if they're not gonna tell the story like how they need to tell the story I don't, I don't, I don't mind the story aspect. And, I I just yeah. need her to. I need to see what she's doing with Black Lives Matter. I need to see her growth develop. I need to see her without worrying about the hot dog king. I need to see her in that big ass mansion yeah. that she was running through that she was going to own later on. Like I, I want to see the engagement. I want to see the marriage, and I want to see the divorce that's imminent. <laughs> so that's why I it was not ready for that storyline. <laughs> I was also thinking, like, maybe have her on as a friend of, too. That way we can kind of see all those things, but not so much, like, I don't want it to be corny, if that makes sense. So who would you cast on Atlanta? Mine would be Vivica Fox or Lisa Wright. Like, those are always yeah. my two girls. Does Vivica live in Atlanta? She could live anywhere she, she wants. Yeah, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that would be some good <laughs> Especially with her connection to Bolo. That oh, I would love of her. If it so got I third, want to see them interact. Would be Trina Braxton. Not Trina. <laughs> <laughs> you sk- I Not Tamar, but Tony Trina. Because, I skipped Tony because Tony would never get down and dirty like that. We, but Tamar absolutely would give you every Trina and her Canadian accent in Atlanta would not about? last. <laughs> to my house. So anybody need to my house? I want to hear it. When Phaedra was on a fam or Braxton Family Values spinoff, was Tamar on York? that season? No, that was true. No, they literally quit. <laughs> <laughs> That they was the one show. weird season with Tracy. That was like, it's it like they were fuck. clearly pulling stuff out of their ass for that. And because... they didn't even stop it. Like, they just let it fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just watching it. I remember and that's that. why they do stuff. It ran. Yeah. I remember seeing the previews and be like, why the hell is Phaedra here? <laughs> she she was a good run because she was on Marriage Bootcamp too. Yes. So you know, I think that everyone just goes to well, well now it's go to die, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna say too, you know what? And then I'm gonna get off of it. Tracy Braxton, even though that was like a horrible season, she did not only did she <laughs> not only did she bring Phaedra on, but she also gave us a flavor flave in New York reunion, like all yeah. so that yeah. was like iconic. That was iconic. She should get you her know? flowers for that. I keep saying that I want Tiffany back on reality, but I just don't see her being on Housewives. No, like I want any her of them at all. They won't. <laughs> I don't think they would consider her like the brand of Bravo and Housewives. Yeah, but but I could wouldn't see it be her, like, incredible if she dated like a doctor? That yeah. would be incredible, but like, did you see the one of her and Sonia when they had brunch together? Oh my god, breakfast love. at Tiffany's, <laughs> love it was I, just magical. I, I, I need more New York. York. I need New York. 
yeah, she is the the like she is reality TV. Like we can't True. do reality TV without Tiffany Pollard. And I'm just like, what is? She? I want to know where she is at all times because it's just her literal personality. <laughs> it's not her putting anything on. It's not her. You want her to turn it. her location on? I want Wait. her to turn her fucking location on so I can literally look on my iPhone and see where she is and what she's doing. Where's Tanisha Thomas based? She is based in. Uh, she well, she was in I think like Queens, and then she moved to Atlanta. But she has a deal with Zeus, and they're doing Baddies ATL. And I think that they've locked that down because unless they're making her an executive producer, the way that Zeus is, I don't think that she would be interested. But I would like Tanisha Thomas as maybe married to medicine, but not a housewife either, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think that. <laughs> I if you she's not okay she's calmed down a lot yeah but if you watch Baddies ATL she's not that different from um, I haven't yeah. watched no I haven't seen her in, since did, she what, that what one reunions was she hosting what would I have watched her host? she's, she's on she Didn't hosts she host random the, shows was it, was it basketball wise yeah I think, yes I think it must yeah. have been basketball. Back in the day when I was I was a big basketball lives fan for a while. Same. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm so glad of that shit's over. Well, it's not even over. Well, with, no, but they're I'm coming back. The same cast as it. Yeah. Like I I, I don't know why I'm I'm so fake. Hold on. I'm you were making fun because I sent you that they're literally coming back. <laughs> and I sent you, I'm like, oh my God, they're bringing back X, Y, and Z. And you're like, this is still on. <laughs> I'm so fake, guys, and I got called out and exposed. So there you go. You apologize like heavenly. Oh, wait. Speaking, actually, Jennifer Williams actually could be interesting on Atlanta. She's the Housewives brand. Mm. Yeah, she is. She is. But she's going to lie. She Jennifer lies too. I didn't love for me. When did they not lie? Yeah. But she's like, it's a bit weird. Like, getting weird because she's the type of person that'll be like talk shit about you and be like we're good we're good and then like the very next scene she's talking shit again it's like a never-ending story and that's why evelyn and her have fallen out so many times and with even with evelyn i'm like i don't know why you keep forgiving her but that's like a whole that's that's yeah i'm sorry when evelyn was like your mom dies and you turn into an asshole i'm like i would never speak to this person i would be I would never speak <laughs> to this person again. Like, that's all I'll say. I'll her and Ocho Cinco back in the day. Well, they would fucking headbutt each other. Yeah. They Listen, okay, 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 okay. That's Patreon talk. That's Patreon talk. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are going I am like so married to medicine. <laughs> yeah. I do always have to warn people. I can go off on crazy tangents. Just the shut same. me up whenever you need no, to. No, same. And I know how we <laughs> No, do. that's that's so Patreon like, talk, though. I'm so that's literally fine. But for the main podcast, we are here because you're the married to medicine expert. And before we get into the season, we want to know, like, what made you fall in love with these ladies? Because I see that you're one of the only, especially like white account owners with a big account that actually give them their flowers. Did you start off watching them season one? Did you go later on? Who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite? Like, just tell me, did you miss Mariah? Like, just tell me, you you know, everything that has you enamored with the ladies of MTM. I am an OG Married to Medicine um, viewer. I watched the very first episode live on television. Um, I'm sure 
maybe the reason why I was ex- especially excited was I'm a nurse. So yeah. um, I do, I, I find it's sad, but I guess I understand that we don't have enough medical representation in reality TV because I feel like, you know, unless you own your own business or anything like that, like you could get fired probably from a job with reality TV, you know, fodder and all of that stuff, um, you know, turning up, getting wasted. They'd be like, oh, that person's a nurse or a doctor. Why? I don't want the judgment that comes along with it when it's like you're a human too. Exactly. That's the thing that drives me insane. It's like, but we're all human. Like, it's not like we're going to work, like after partying till three or four in the morning, you know, like it would be, it's, it's too like my, your nurse or doctor life is separate from your reality TV life. If they would ever do it, you know, but anyhow, so I think that's probably one reason why. And um, I fell in love right away. I mean, Mariah and Quad in season one could not have been more perfect. The way they would cut up on camera was truly magical, and I'll never forgive them for feuding the way I they did. I don't get it because I get the feud, but I don't get like there's the the resolution was never really there, even when they decided they were going to because they're and sisters. Like, the yeah. that the connection you can't fake that. They're sisters. So there was ego. <laughs> I think there was a thousand percent there was ego. And I actually, that is another feud where it's like, I, you hear bits and pieces and you just don't know what's true. What's who's telling more of the truth. And I feel like there's mm. a lot of things we don't know that yeah. makes it confusing. So I literally will die on this hill that if they would have not had like that deep of a feud where they like are no longer friends. They could have been like a top tier Nene Kim situation, like spinoffs. I I'm talking spinoffs, yeah. everything. Mariah's also someone who got in her own way with her ego. I feel like, um, and again, we don't know what went on behind the scenes, so I don't want to, you know, negate what has happened. You know, her and Nene same boat. Yes, both of them. But what I will say, what they have presented to us on screen is the behavior, like Mariah less than Nini. Um, Mariah, or Nini, like she, I don't think she showed up for work for the past how many seasons? Like, I don't think she brought anything to the show, really. Whereas Mariah, I still thought she brought stuff to the show, but her ego was like a lot to probably deal with. And I do miss her so much. I miss her every day. I think her confessionals are top tier. So Mm -hmm. funny. Minus the confessional look sometimes. That season one, like multiple shade eyeshadow was You can't recreate that. Mm -mm. It was beautiful. Uh, I loved her family dynamic too. Dr. Aiden and then their kids. Agreed. I thought their home was beautiful. Um, I loved... Yes, honey, she's here, Miss. Uh, the, <laughs> referring to the Queen Bee, even though she's clearly not the Queen Bee because no one put up with her ass. And yeah, and then insane. It's like you have an executive producer credit, but these women literally can kick you off of your show at any time. That's what I never really I have tea grasped on to. Please, I have some tea on that. Well, and this is from watching heavenly's um youtube 
back in, I don't know, like sometime last year, but she was talking about the Mariah situation and um, without actually naming her, but essentially what I think happened was when she brought the show, she was offered a talent contract to be on it or an EP contract, talent Mm -hmm. contract, more money up front. um, And obviously you're a cast member, whereas EP, not as much, but that has like creative control and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. She went for the the cast member contract was given the vanity title of like an EP just as like, cause she is the creator of the show. Yeah. Just, yeah. But so she has no like actual like merit on there. Like she could that's not hire crazy. a fire. Yeah, which makes sense though, because like as a cast member, I feel like that's kind of a Shawnee O'Neill thing where if you're on the cast and you don't like someone, she could technically fire if, and that's, that's not fair. You know what I mean? Like just because someone said something bad that would have then let allowed her to like have firing rights, you know? So I kind of get but that. I feel like, like, honestly, like, yeah, no, because I feel maybe because I'm, like, I'm a Capricorn and it's like, you know, this is my shit. I wrote this shit. And I, like I'm a Jocelyn, it's the Jocelyn Hernandez. And, and, and I'm just like, um, I'm gonna do what's good for the show at the end of the day, yeah. and obviously, I'm not the sole person. Like, I'm not uh, Andrew Cohen as much as he wants to say that he has nothing to do with these things. But um, I'm not like the the really the H. I'm not Bravo. I have to literally go with a board of people and then like get you off the show. And if we all feel that way, then we have to kind of like get you out of the show. Like, I might be able to shade you, not film with you even threaten you but like it's like she wouldn't i don't think that she would ever have that kind of power to like hire and fire people and if she did i would hope because this is how i would be is just that i don't like you but i understand that you brought us ratings yeah so you know who has a good um a a really good like good mindset like that is heavenly which actually heavenly is my favorite bravo liberty of all time really as of right now that is i've really like rotating but like i've i've really decided i'm like there is nobody that makes me laugh harder than dr heavenly like truly karen Mm -hmm. huger's close but they're different they're like they're they're very they're both they you know fighting for that top spot but i'm obsessed with a hot take and I've, i've never had anyone heard anyone really like say that and i i respect it but (laughs) you know me and aaron always have this argument on this very show is just that you know aaron like understands that she can say something and she apologizes and moves on and me it's like i would have to like step and like i don't want to have to step to you because because she's so disrespectful he's like that's just how she is that's not funny to me like once you say your mama that's gonna like try the fuck out of you and make you want to cry but yeah. then at the same time, she's going to, like, buy you a drink and make you laugh and be like, ha, ha, I was just and kidding. And she goes Come straight on. to hell with that. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> I respect her on the show. I respect her place and, you know, what she does. But as far as, like, in real life and, like, even just sometimes watching it, it's just, like, you're letting this lady, like, try you too much. But, like, I can't well, Real do life, it. that's different. Real yeah. life, do I think I'd be, like, fr- friendly with I yeah, hell no. But as far as what I'm watching on, like, 
you can't tell me that woman does not crack you the fuck up. Like she <laughs> literally is a monster and typically wrong, but just her delivery and her reads are un like no one. I don't think any other housewife could take her down in a read or shade off. Yeah, I mean, me and Aaron were literally yeah. talking about like who do you think that you because she doesn't go care. To that's what it it's is. just that yeah like we were like okay we could definitely take the Potomac ladies like we can like shade throwing all day but when it comes to marriage to medicine we cannot mm-hmm. handle the marriage that's like Y'all between heavenly and quad especially this season it's like quads no I like quad for like quad is a storyteller like she yeah. <laughs> like when she insults you she goes from mm-hmm. beginning to end and it's like I wouldn't know what the fuck to say to that. I would pay <laughs> good money for Heavenly to read me to up and down. Like honestly, I'm scared. I don't I'm know. Because yeah, the thing is, I would want to fight. Like yeah, like, if it goes too far. That's what I always say. But, like, we're from Miami. Like well, we're close to Miami. Heavenly is from Miami. We saw her go back to her roots, and it's like that's why I know the kind of person she is, and that's why mm-hmm. I know we would not be able to be on a show together. We would not be able to mesh, like, at all. Because but I would respect her, because it. not once would I have to worry about her talking shit behind my back, because she's gonna tell me. She's gonna say it, Leah. Right in your face. That mm-hmm. is true. That is true. I And I have to also say, I think as seasons have gone on, my level of love for her has grown, whereas, like, her very first season, I I think I hated her, but because mm. I didn't understand her yet. And she had like very, very conservative traditional views that were a little cringy for me um at first. But Laura <laughs> is the best house kid of everybody. Yeah. She's grown so much. I little Alora was is funny. She could outdo Melania any day. I love Melania too, but Alora was incredible television like in those early seasons so funny she got heavenly together that's the only one who's able to clear the fuck out of heavenly and we enjoyed it every time so let's just get into um her son's hot i also have to say that oh yeah this season (laughs) we've said it y'all so the one he's so quiet the one that was on at the very be- or the one I guess that's flipping the house. Mm-hmm. The other one is very, very quiet. The one that's flipping the house that was on, I think on episode one, they were talking about like what does Black Lives Matter mean to you? Mm-hmm. And all that. That one, that guy, whew, <laughs> is so hot. And I also it was interesting watching when they were sitting on that porch that one episode and they were talking about dating and stuff and what kind of girl he was going to bring home and all that stuff. He's yeah. Quiet. Yeah, yeah. If you know what, what I girl. mean. Yeah, yeah. What kind of girl? I thought I was the only one that caught that, though. But oh. I was like, child, we're going to move on. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that. I'm not Yeah, we'll that. <laughs> open that one up later. We'll put a pin on that. Um, so let's just get into, like, the season i think that the season i didn't really enjoy the reunion all that much and i think it's because of the whole contessa and scott thing but we'll get to that later but this season was like really the way to do a pandemic season in my opinion it's just like we had them going on trips we had them throwing shade we had the fights 
We had the illegality of Lisa Nicole. Like, we had all of these things going on while it's a pandemic, while they're literally working through a pandemic, while there's literally, like, a freaking revolution going on. And we really got to see from a group of educated Black women and men literally in the thick of it, how it was just, like, in general, and I think that it was so different from Atlanta, even though Atlanta did a, a good job of it. it. Because I think they were filmed a little bit later and, and they had less restrictions. But then also it's better than any representation that we've gotten on a show that's not, you know, full of just Black cast members. And when they added Carrie and Lisa, I was like, I don't know. Um, how I feel about it. Like, I wanted Carrie on there. I didn't know if I wanted Lisa. But when Lisa Nicole came and she started scamming, it was amazing. And on brand. I just, and Toya this season, even though, you know, she is on one, she really made the season for me. Like, Toya was amazing this season. So what was, like, your favorite part of this season of Married to Medicine? This might be my favorite season of Married to Medicine, to be honest, because um, the way that they incorporated Black Lives Matter and the pandemic into the show was seamless. And in a way that we still got our reality TV like mess, but we didn't take away during that. Like, I think sometimes it's hard to like, you know, we have this serious thing that's really going on. We don't want to diminish that cause and we don't want to make it, um, we don't want to make a mockery of it during this reality TV mess, but the way that they did it was Mm -hmm. perfect. And these are people that did not need, I mean, it is not their responsibility to be educating America on Black Lives Matter and what, Mm -hmm their life experiences are and why America needs to change, but they did it. And as painful as it could have been, I mean, Damon telling us that he had a gun pulled on him. And on top of that, it makes my hope is, I don't know, but if my hope is if there's people that are watching that show that still for some odd fucking reason, can't wrap their head around Black Lives Matter and why it's important. They can now put a face to somebody from all of these people's experience when they voice like what has happened in the past and say, oh shit, like I may not see it, but this is someone who I is an important per or like person in my life, or whether you know it's on reality TV, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I connect with this. He's saying this or she's saying this. I get it now. I'm hoping that that was something that would resonate with some other people that maybe need it. And I just could not applaud these people more. I mean, I already worshiped this show to begin with because on top of them being so funny, so shady and dramatic, like we are seeing them as medical providers that are, you know, on their trips, they'll do all this like, charity type health screenings and work the Mm. COVID testing when they did this season, like we get, we are so lucky to have this show and what they bring because they are truly incredible. 
like truly, truly incredible. Yeah. The only thing that I didn't, I wasn't feeling this season is that there was no Mariah. And then also yes. Quad wasn't in it enough because once mm. she got in the mix, it took it up so many notches that it's like, she, we, she became a full-time cast member. Like, you know, don't you think that it's like Quad maybe like showed we need producers Quad. what they're missing and then they were like, okay, yeah. So we need to give her more airtime. <laughs> and then even on Watch What Happens Live when Andy was like, I, I was on that one, on that Watch What Happens Live when he was like, oh, um, you know, what do you regret about this season? And she was like, not being full time. Yes, yes. Well, so <laughs> full disclosure, as a, again, a big Married to Medicine fan and who loved Quad, I actually, I'm, and I'm glad that they demoted her, to be honest, because for the, lo- how many seasons now, each progress or each season after, or um, the first season, as it's gone on, she has gotten progressively, progressively more removed from the cast, the show, and just not really giving us the quad that we all fell in love with. She gave me Nini vibes for so long. Like I, I understand that you were a big personality and that people fell in love with you, but don't change to a point where you're no longer delivering or you're no longer engaging. And the fact that she lost sister circle and married to medicine (laughs) at the same time, humbled that girl like no other. And you know what happened? We got this quad back and I could not be happier. I'm ready for her to be back to full time. And I think she needed that. I I will <laughs> I die agree. on that hill. Yeah, I think that we lost her when she got Sister Circle because even she had them on there and she was showing her ass, honey. Like she to see her on the showed her whole ass for how many seasons when, now? Yes. I need to see her back. I didn't the understand intro. the whole Greg, yeah, I need her intro. Doing the special looks, her apartment, her small little ass apartment, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty <laughs> big. So. Like, that was insane. That's why I wouldn't even say that when she had to well, quote Betty Barrel and Steel. <laughs> oh, and to your point on Toya, I agree with you. I actually think Toya and Heavenly were they stepped up to the plate a lot this season. And I think, you know, Toya was going clearly going through a lot, something she was really going off on everybody and not, she was definitely like not herself, but what I will say for the show, I felt like her and heavenly were like, we lost two major players this year and they stepped up to the plate and delivered a lot in my opinion. Immaculately, right. I was not. In, uh, I'm. I'm. I wasn't. I will say that I am now a fan of Contessa. But going into oh, the season, so. I was not a fan of Contessa at all. But just um, seeing her interaction with some of the ladies, and then also her marriage issues, and like actually like putting them out there, I will say I'm a fan of her. What did you think about? Contessa and Scott's marriage like did you see this coming at all or did you see the like the foundation breaking and do you think that they will like fix this or are they headed for divorce I was 
I, I mean, the whole cont- my whole viewpoint on Contessa and Scott's marriage has is always all over the place this especially this season because the whole remember like so I also was not a big fan of Contessa until this season like I really am liking her this season I don't know she seems to like kind of connect a lot better with the cast um but with this season whenever she brought up in um DC that I don't know if he's cheating it just felt like it came out of nowhere. Yes. Them mm-hmm. being on such different pages. I kept toying with the fact that are they in on this as like, this is Your like story a storyline, yeah. but it's, it's definitely not like, I don't think it is. I think the reunion made it very clear to me that I don't think it is. But at first, whenever that happened, like that, through like a wrench and it's like, like why would you randomly say that yes it was just so bizarre she was like, setting it up i believe that she knew what was happening of course because that's her marriage and she wanted to set it up so i think it is a part of the storyline but it, at the same time it's still her reality you know right yeah i i was just hoping they weren't making it up for reality right. yeah because so like, it can become reality real quick right um right aaron has a theory of like when he saw the foundation crack in their marriage and it was an interesting theory if you want to bring that up again Aaron. oh my gosh yes it's when it's <laughs> when um it's the last season it wasn't this season it was the last season when contessa was like <laughs> coming back home and she brought mcdonald's to the house mm-hmm. and that was the moment that i knew because i'm like and and then Scott was upset at it. Like yes. he was like, I made dinner. Like, what what mm-hmm. are you doing? And she's like, Well, I didn't know. And I'm just like, Well, why wouldn't you communicate? Why, like, you guys have not. Why are you talking? popping off on a McDonald's yeah. being a, it's like Shannon Bedore when David would eat chips? <laughs> yeah, it was just it was very strange to me because I'm like, now all of a sudden they can't have a mighty kids meal. Like, what is the problem? What is the issue? Not a mighty kids meal. It was just a little bit strange to me. It didn't sit right with me. And I was like, okay, we'll we'll move past it, but (laughs) you you literally put a pin in it. And like (laughs) as soon as it happened, you're like, remember that episode where she brought Mm -hmm. up McDonald's Mm -hmm. and she didn't even know that he already cooked something was there. And I'm like, Yeah, because I'm like, when you're coming home, number one, if you have a significant other, you communicate with them, like, hey, I'm cooking this, like. Or I'm doing this for the kids tonight, so you don't have to pick this up. But the fact that she went, you know, drove around listening to her jazz music or whatever Contessa listens to, and then she comes <laughs> home, and then it's like she's unaware that yeah. he made a whole ass meal. Yeah, it's they have from the begin since them joining the show, I've struggled connecting with both of them, period. Mm-hmm. But this this season, I'm, you know, I'm invested in Contessa. Scott is, I'm just like, what's going, lights off, no one home up in this brain. You're, is, a, you're a doctor? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he is not even here. It looks like somebody has, like, has control He's with of that life body. coach, honey. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And him, like, oh, it's not, these aren't on my phone. What do you mean? Like she DM'd you. Of course they're on your phone. And yeah. he took it so literally as if he had him saved in the album. I'm like, he's being such a And he stresses me the hell out. 
Yeah, like this juicy baby's dress. Like, uh, <laughs> how he looks at the I camera. Can't. He's like, what do you mean? Because I thought we were good. Like, it's just like, it's so much like, calm down. We know you're cheating. We already know that. We so now you don't know. have to keep lying about it. You keep yeah. changing up your story and you don't realize this is being recorded. And for me, as like, if I was contest- Contessa, I would be very embarrassed, to be honest, because not only are you playing in my face, but you're continuing to lie about it over and over again on TV. I will say I'm not convinced that he's cheating. You're not. I'm not. I'm actually not. (laughs) I am very convinced. I know. That sounds crazy. I know. Yeah. I know that probably sounds crazy, but. But explain. I. I just don't, I feel like their disconnect is huge and they're literally on completely different planets, but I don't get the vibes that he's cheating. Okay. So you think that there's definitely strife in the marriage, but it's Mm -hmm. not infidelity on his part. Do you, let me ask you that. Do you think she's cheating? Mm. Um, no, I don't think so, but I think she is very, unsatisfied sexually or physically i mean it's very obvious from some of the episodes this season like she one went back for like sex therapy for school like she wants to be like um a sex therapist and whatever and then during the sex toy thing like she was like a 10 out of 10 for her freak number (laughs) i feel like she's not getting what she wants um but do i think she would cheat i don't think she would I just feel like with Scott, if he isn't, he's doing a bad job at convincing us because it's like when when the issue comes up, it's like, if you're not, why is it so hard for you to stick with one story? I feel like I think I think he's proved to us that he's a little airheaded when it comes to like that. That's I mean, I think that's where my thought process is like. Watching him, I don't think he's he would be like sm- like smart enough to get away with it. You know what I mean? But the thing is, Contessa strikes me as, and she keeps saying it throughout the season and throughout the reunion. We have kids. We have kids. So I feel like she knows exactly what's going on. But because they have kids, she wants to say whatever think- it is, and it's only because they have kids. So that's why I think that. He is, and she knows, and she knows who she she knows all the details. Um, but she wants to stay together because of the kids. That that might that might be true. I guess my interpretation of you know we have kids, we have kids was just literally we have kids. Like I I want to I do love you. I want to make this marriage work because of the kids, but also like I do actually love you, even though I don't love you right now not love you right now but like love how where we're at in our relationship like i don't like you right now but i love you and i want to work this out i also want to say not to drag contessa because i don't want to drag no but but you you have to get it off your chest it's over it's really annoying me that she can't 
It's like we don't know what she wants because she will never voice what she wants. It's every scene, and, and especially this reunion at that table of the Quad told us the last then. episode. It's like, why is Quad speaking for Contessa? Why is everybody in the room speaking for Contessa? Every time Andy asks her a question about her marriage or what's going on with her, it's and like, watch why don't you ask Quad that question? Why don't you ask Simone that question? Why don't you ask? I think everybody in the room can answer that. It's like, no, we don't give a fuck about what everybody in the room has to say. <laughs> we want to hear what you have to say because you yeah. are the one that's in the marriage. At the end of the day, they are your friends. Yes. But it's only so much that they know. Yeah. yeah. I also, and I, I don't know how to like say this without I don't want to drag her either because I (laughs) feel what she's like going through right now, Mm -hmm. but she gives me like, she's so she, I feel like she likes being a victim a little bit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it it has to be. Yeah. Like the the spotlight's (laughs) never on her. So I can see that too. Like she never, it's never about like really Contessa. It's always Contessa's beef with someone or even just Contessa's like storyline of being a doctor. But she's never had the spotlight like this. Like, this Contessa. But I'm like, how does it feel? Like, because it must feel pretty fucking good. Because every time you turn around, she's like, I think everybody in the room knows what I'm going through. (laughs) And and I'm like, we do. But um, this is a reunion. And it's called Andy has to ask your ass some questions. So answer them. It's called Andy has to ask (laughs) some questions. So yeah, they answer them. Yeah, no, like when she was saying, um, like, well, now, like, you know, people won't always blame me. It's like she really wants the sympathy. Yeah. And like, I, I have to say that third episode of the reunion, I really was just feeling some type of way about that. Like, it almost felt like. I wonder if a lot of their communication issues aren't just with Scott and it's like she's kind of thriving on in a weird way on this disconnect. I feel like she does. I feel like like everyone is like lifting her up and she's like, I'm so sorry. I got you involved. And I'm like, that's where I had like a pause. It's like, what do you like? Why are you apologizing? It's like, she is still trying so hard to protect him. As you can see, she's like, oh, well, you know, I want to, I want to stop it now because I know how Scott can get. And I'm like, well, Scott can't really get anyway because we got security, number one. And number two, um, we don't really care about that because this is the reunion. And it's like, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty. This is what like, we're going to talk about. stop dicking around at it, this point. It almost gave me that. There was a moment in the reunion that gave me not that Scott's like physical against her, but like gave me Taylor Armstrong, Russell Armstrong vibes with when, um, remember when all the girls were at the tea party at Lisa Vanderpump's and mm-hmm. what well, actually were, but now we said it came from, mm-hmm. um, she, they were all like, it's crazy because you tell us like, you know what he's doing behind the scenes, but then you're like, Russell and I are going on a um on a on a a plane to Vegas, blah blah blah. And, and like that vacation that Contessa had right yeah. after. Like yeah. are thing. you in and it like, or not, sis? Why, like, yeah. Like it's a double-edged sword of opening up a ton with your if you're not gonna make a decision because then 
what why your friends are gonna feel a type of way like get the fuck out especially because you're on camera and everyone's sharing their truth and, and if you're not yeah. sharing your truth then it becomes a problem yeah and it's ridiculous because it's like if her thing is she wants to defend him and she wants to pay respect to her marriage and stay in it that's fine like i would not judge contessa if she was like you know, I'm deciding that I want to work it out with my husband because at the end of the day, they have kids, they have finances, they have, it's a lot at risk. You you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I get that, but it's like, then don't tell quad and everybody that you're falling for a separation and do that shit on TV because now he's going to come out and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you he doing? He was so confused too. Like, and I was, that whole thing like, was confusing. It's what? It was, it's like mainly her fighting for it and then and it's not, she's I'll saying that she's proud of separation. It's not Scott that's confusing at this point. It's her. Mm -hmm. Because if Andy is asking you these questions and then like all of a sudden like oh I'm filing for a separation and then towards the end of the reunion it's like oh we're working it out because all the cameras are in front of you and Scott's here. Now you're like oh we're working it out and it's like what type of control And then he was right in the back room have? like Oh, I'm not doing this. Like so, um, yeah. Back to your point, Steve is just like that Taylor Armstrong kind of like, like when he comes out, it's like a different story. But then now, and I don't um, want to allege that there's physical things going on, but there was a moment in the season that I got worried um, a little bit. Like I want to say they walked away at one point, like. And it contested before things got we'll be fine. Like yeah, we'll be fine. Or I'll be fine. I'll be and it was, it gave that really dark energy that I was like, is she okay? Or like, is there things I we don't know about? Don't, I don't think he's being physical though. That's I don't think thing. so either. I think verbally, I think yeah. behind closed doors, verbally, he probably has a mouth on him mm -hmm. and that might get her all the way together because sometimes it doesn't even take the, the physical part. Somebody right. could just be like, verbally so abusive and if that is the case i'm like you need to find your way out and reevaluate things mm -hmm. or because at the at this point he's he doesn't want to get a therapist and shit at this point i don't want him to have a life coach because you might fuck her like i, don't ah! I just ah! gotta be honest with that Damn. so it's like that's not working so now i have to figure out something else oh my gosh yeah i can't <laughs> I've never spent this much time talking about Contessa, yeah, but she, like, never has... She I'm so happy that this is much. happening, though. Like, not that she's going through it, but for once, we can finally talk about Contessa. And yeah, because, you know, my answer is always, like, I don't really care about Contessa. I don't really so care. <laughs> Next question, please. Exactly. Next this question. is the first time that I've actually been talking about her as well. I don't know. It, and it's so funny because like she was, you know, right after her first season, which I felt like she didn't really mesh. Um, she was put front and center in the intro. Like I was like, <laughs> yeah, but what? you know what? I, like, I didn't think you were going to come back. <laughs> last season is what really won me over with Contessa. Like I've always kind of liked her yeah, but yeah. when she got hit in her titty. <laughs> and it's like she made a whole thing out of that. Like I was like, yeah, she needs to yes. come back. And then oh like God. her kids kicking her in the titty again. I'm like, Contessa's titty is on fire at this yes. point. Yes. Oh my God. I forgot about the titty. Oh <laughs> Hi. my God. You, you hit my titty. You hit my titty. <laughs>
That oh my god, that was on vacation, so, right? And Toya was like, yeah. yes. yes. Toya was like, I did not hit your titty. Yes. Like, <laughs> I was so serious about it. <laughs> that was a whole ass argument. That and was like, a full like five minute bit. The like, husbands were like almost about to get into it about yes. it. <laughs> oh my god. I was I'm dead. Contessa's titty carrying a season. Wow. You know yes. what I miss? I miss uh, Miss Renee from her first season. Oh my God. Remember how turned up she was? Oh. Throwback. Wow. I could not have someone like working for me that acted that way. Oh, hell no. <laughs> like, if I paid I liked you her. I, oh, I loved yeah, her. Yeah. But <laughs> she was not as my employee. I, she would definitely be someone I'd keep around, like, for fun. Like, she's fun. <laughs> But like you, do you want to be on the cast, babe? <laughs> I do. You I ain't do. working for me no more. I wanted her to um, stick around. But what I will say about this reunion is that I've never seen like this is, in my opinion, aesthetically the best Barry Tobias reunion. Like every, especially Doctor Heavenly. Like I've never seen her look so good. And like the yes. background, the water, like the whole like setting. Oh, immaculate. And Who's your favorite? Was... Like look, overall, Heavenly was the best. Yeah, Heavenly Eight. Heavenly Eight. And I honestly think that um, Toya was really good too. But, you know, Toya has her moments, but Heavenly has never looked so good to me. And who's your favorite? Definitely Heavenly. Because mm-hmm. it's then, like, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah, like I've never <laughs> seen it. Like, I was no, like, who is Nothing that? can top that. And then <laughs> I actually liked Contessa's dress. I didn't love yes. the hair paired with that. I don't know what I wanted from it. But I didn't love the like prom type updo that she had. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was like, like Karen Huger's wavy. The one I think it was very Contessa though. Like that's exactly You're what right. I expect from Contessa. And I'm I hope to God she burned that little bob wig that she was wearing in <laughs> the confessional. I yeah. that was the biggest crime of the season was that damn wig i was not here What's the name be she put that like shit on and she really thought uh, but i know this is off track but i also wanted to kind of drag her just a little bit because no, we're about to end and go into patreon the so way he was talking talking his shit about scott and that whole situation and like what was going on and i'm like okay curtis listen two seasons ago you just recovered you just made a comment. Oh, so let's yes. let's relax a little bit let's not pretend like you have all the the wisdom and knowledge and i understand that they are older and it's some things that yeah he, he might know but that's not one of them let's let's stay out of that it's like right message wrong messenger right right <laughs> i will say it was i had like conflicting feelings on curtis because i did appreciate him in the hallway Mm-hmm. because yeah. he was like trying to like calm down the situation calm down but also tell him you do need to take this time because this is you know if you don't talk about it they're gonna write the story for you um however i agree with you on the other piece of it where like later i just he was doing i don't like hearing his much. advice yeah exactly <laughs> like and also can i just say Cecil has never looked better. I am so mm-hmm. I was Damn like handsome. I must say, like he they was are so hot this season. Like 
the hair grown out, I am like dying for that. He looks so, so good. And then also we didn't even talk about her, but I have to say I loved Anila and I loved her <laughs> husband. Not I me forgetting Anila was on the show. Well, you yes. know, we have to talk about the power of players first. Yeah. But because yes. I also want to know like the status of Lisa Nicole and what where was she? Oh, yes. Um, but Anila, at first I didn't know if I was gonna like her. She was just like Toya's plaything. But mm. the moment that she got with Heavenly, that was when I was like, okay, she's yes. her own person. Mm. And like kind of like switched teams kinda, and now she's like quads friend. And her husband is just so funny, so goofy. He doesn't get in the women's business. I, like I really it's like amazing. her husband. I like her. I want to see her back next season. Also, I truly think they're they're on the they have longevity on that show. I think those two will be on for a long time because yeah, he, I think that she was probably like you said in the beginning. She kind of did feel a little like puppet ish until we finally got to see her like speak her mind and stuff a lot more um but kieran was from the get-go i felt was incredible television when they were building mom, the house and yes. her mom her and mom the kids even talking about like the skin color like yes. that whole situation about blonde hair and blue eyes like she that really was- carried her own storyline while meshing with the ladies while also like adding drama and bringing like her her culture to the show like i mm-hmm absolutely loved learning more about like Indian culture, which was a reason why I'm loving family karma. Like we're seeing a whole nother thing. And I just felt, Oh, and Anila, when she went off on Toya after that one (laughs) and walked to her car, I was living for that. I don't know why. I just was like, yes, go off girl. Like I love when she's like, you people are motherfucking telling me. Yes. Yes. Just the way, even when they bleep it out, you can hear her voice saying, they're motherfucking telling me. Yes. So good. So, so okay. As a medical professional, mm-hmm. break it down. I know that you work with the little kiddos, but you are a medical professional. Oh. All are, you went to school, child. So to break down, what, what the hell did Lisa Nicole exactly like do? Like what the what the fuck was yeah with the lab situation? Like what how did she even get a hold a hold of a lab? So so this is <laughs> how I've interpreted it. This is not me saying yeah, just, this is just your opinion. Happened. It's my opinion. What I think happened, and she's not the only one that has taken advantage of COVID as like you know a moneymaker. Pastor Jamal Bryant got reamed out about trying to charge a shit ton of money do COVID testing. Um, What I think she did was she opened up a COVID testing center, right? So she was testing all these people, charging them. But like she said, she didn't have the equipment yet to run the tests. So then eventually (laughs) she had to outsource it. Who knows how long... Like if people weren't getting their results in like six, like what's the point? Who cares? Yeah. The COVID test is only helpful for in that specific moment. I mean, hell, you could get tested right now. And then as soon as you walk out the door, that test doesn't mean anything. Like, it's not like it's like, like STD testing or anything where, you know, you go and you get tested. And if you don't have sex or do anything physical, you know, you know, you're still you're good, good. Mm-hmm. but 
where like COVID was different. Like you could go to the grocery store and catch it. You could go to CVS, you know, like all that. So the fact that she was not, she was charging them not, and then not having the equipment to run them and just holding on to them. And then maybe eventually outsourcing to a, you know, a, a company to run them. Like that is just so irresponsible and like so scammy. It was, I just don't understand how she even got like, cause her, her husband is doc is the doctor. Correct. But it wasn't even her husband who was doing it. It was literally Lisa mm-hmm. Nicole on the motherfucking Atlanta news. I don't even want to bring her husband about, because I know he's he wasn't in it. Like, he, we don't have, we can't bring it. Even if I wanted to, it wasn't I'm done. Him this does not make any sense. Heavenly had that girl's number for a, a long time. It's like, she does feel very scammy. And when she was talking about like, I'm not trying to fight with you, but with your business, that is why people don't trust you. It's just how you conduct yourself in business. It, that Although it's business and personal are different, when it's you're doing business, especially if you've done business with your friends, that can translate into personal. And she just comes off so scammy to me in a and it's and funny. They, did they talk about it at the reunion, like at all? No, because she, her, and I hated that her and Carrie weren't there. I think they deserved to be there. I yeah, like when <laughs> I was found out they were coming back. Carrie, I wanted. I was so excited about Carrie coming back. She holds her own. She's great, and I think she's gotten so much. Like her first season, she was a little she's hard better. to like. Yeah, she was a little like stuffy first season. Where this now she's she's amazing and mm-hmm. I think she needs to come back. But Lisa Nicole, yeah. I wasn't excited about her coming back, but I was like fine with it because I had a break from her from the last time. Like I was like, girl, it's this is a mess. Get on off my screen. I'm <laughs> fine. Um, but I was okay with her coming back this time because I had a break. But now I'm like, you just proved exactly why you don't belong on this show. <laughs> I wouldn't mind her coming back. I mean, I'd I be okay, but I need her to be more, like, I did also find it weird for the longest time they would be just, like, bopping around, but didn't really show a lot of their drama and scenes. Like, you brought her back for drama, right? But then you didn't air the drama that her and Heavenly had on the plane. and You know what I mean? Like, the big drama stuff that she's that's what she's there for she's not a full-time person so yeah what was her purpose and then we just didn't get closure with the whole yes exactly at the the reunion so it was like but i don't know i'd be i'd be here just i don't know maybe just for the case of dragation just so they can be like hey remember when you literally took covid tests and you were on the news for and nobody got their results remember that and remember when you didn't pay anila for her for her influencer work and then anila drags her too just for dragation i would be here for it and then also i want to see what's up with her her marriage and her husband and with carrie i want to see what's up with her marriage because Mm -hmm. you know i've i've been a fan of carrie and i think that she definitely improved in the moment for her like I had a moment with Anila of like realization that like okay it was when she was like okay I'm sorry Doctor Daddy yes. <laughs> and it was just so like I was like okay you good with me girl like come on back 
So the only way that Lisa Nicole was able to do the show was Darren said he would not be part of it. And I think that's a main reason, obviously, why she was a friend. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we'll ever see Darren, which I understand because that man has a lot to hide. But um, including... uh, Especially with Claude there, child. You want Claude to have another event now. Yeah. And then um, (laughs) Carrie... I need to see her back. I need, I want her in the fold. And you know who else I would live to see again? I don't know. You guys are OG watchers, right? Or like yeah. you've watched all of them. I've watched all of this. I am. Oh, shit. Why am I blanking on her name right now? What was her story? Buffy? Um, no. Well, I love Buffy, too. Shit. She can go. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, she's gone. Um, <laughs> she can stay gone, honey. <laughs> Buffy was I, I didn't like I didn't like what Jackie did to her. Sorry, and I'll say it again. Oh my gosh! You I'll say it again. Let it go. No, because that was the whole reason that she was mad no. at Simone. Like, I didn't understand that falling out. Like because you literally told the world that this lady cannot have children. You're mad at Simone that she didn't have your back. Oh, what the fuck was that about? I was team Simone. I thank God Simone finally Absolutely. said at the reunion like that that like passionate monologue that she just did i was like yes simone go off i am very anti-dr jackie when it comes to this feud i -hmm. felt like what she did to buffy was disgusting and i know that she didn't mean it but the way she handled it she's not being wrong so she wanted to shut it down quick and Mm -hmm. it's like girl you can't just shut this what you said down this quick because what you did was like daggers <laughs> you fucking violate to her heart <laughs> and her uterus it like, is horrible, but dr jackie was like i've said it, it and i'm done, done. <laughs> no fuck that we're gonna talk about it <laughs> yes and then um the person i want to see back because i thought she was a star and she was so good on the show was jill connor's you remember the blonde girl season three was friends with Toya. She was um, a friend of, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh yes. She was a friend of, she was where, supposed where to come back full time, but yeah. um, at some point during the season airing, I guess her husband had caught or alleged that she was cheating and Ooh. they got in a huge argument and she pulled a knife or something at some point. Ooh. And yeah, <laughs> it was a whole thing. Like back now. And also, but, though, like, we had too many people. Like, let's oh. calm down a little bit. Like, we have Lisa Nicole, we have Carrie, we have uh, uh, Qua, we have Heavenly. Like, it's it's way too. But you know people. what? We had a lot of people in Marriage and Medicine, but I feel like it didn't get in the way of the central right. storylines the way that it did with Atlanta because Atlanta was overcrowded. And then it just got we lost. Like visit. we had Shamia, we had Tanya for like ten episodes, two episodes. We had all these different Marlo. We had all these different people, but then it kind of got lost in the sauce there. But with Married to Medicine, it was like steady. Like it, it literally yeah. went up. They so. had genuine chemistry too. Like every time they exactly. get together, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. It says a lot when this cast has not changed much since its inception, and when they did bring people back this seat or bring like new people on the season they brought one new person but they brought old faces back 
which mm-hmm. that speaks to why this show is so successful and so top tier and why I've heard that truly the person that runs Bravo, the network, like their favorite show is Married to Medicine, which I hope- Thank that God is, that it's safe. I hope that's true because <laughs> I, I never do. want them off this off our screens. They're just too perfect. So with that being said, we want to ask you a couple of questions about- uh, you know, just like a would you rather kind of thing. Okay. So Aaron, you want to ask your question first? Yes. Um, my question was, if you could open a medical practice with the Mirror to Medicine cast member, who would it be? You know who it would be? It would, it would be Heavenly. Because... I felt like you were going to say that since she's your favorite. Yeah. It's not even the favorite part. I feel like she is... Her and Damon, I feel like, are bosses. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. I think partially with her, like, growing up how she did, and she was like, I'm never going to be in this situation anymore. She's really good with business, and she's really good with her money and, like, all of that. I feel like she, no matter what she does, I feel like she's successful at it. And, like, I mean, like, she now just opened Heavenly Beauty that, like, who was asking for beauty products or beauty advice from Heavenly? But she did it. Not and me, it but I would. I after that reunion it. look, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I no, think that I was an advertisement for it. <laughs> Amen. But before that, not me, yeah. But I just support black businesses in general. Yes. But I wouldn't go to her for advice. Right. But that reunion look was everything. Everything. Okay. So my question is, okay, so let's just say, having surgery the cast of married to medicine is having surgery if you could switch like one of the married to medicine's personalities like their brain and switching their personality into a different cast member of married to medicine whose brain would you move to who and vice versa like if Contessa was getting surgery and Heavenly was getting surgery, Jackie getting surgery, all of them are getting surgery. Whose personalities would you switch by switching their brain? Heavenly into Jackie. I want to watch that mess. Oh my, I could never see <laughs> Jackie Oh my gosh, that is genius. That is immaculate. That is genius. That's wow, mad scientist shit. That I was, never would have thought of that. I was like, as soon as I saw or heard that question, I was just like... That is it because that would be mess. <laughs> I would love like, that. Not so only much. can I never see Jackie acting the way that Heavenly acts, but I can never see Heavenly acting the way that Jackie acts. No. They're just so so different. Different. I I can't even <laughs> imagine it. Jackie is also to me a very much a Lisa Vanderpump, where I think she's a sniper from the sides. Oh yeah, what? I wholeheartedly agree. That's what you one hundred percent. Yeah, we have a Dr. Jackie stand, and I'm so oh, glad that... Dr. Jackie stand. Yeah, I sure do. Is. I feel like Dr. Jackie does nothing wrong. Oh well, um, we're gonna go ahead and correct yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I see you guys. You guys corrected it. A but, little you know. straightening. I mean, I will never forget in season three when she told that miss plus like beauty queen that she's not I'll healthy and overweight she did I'm that like, yeah, yeah you one of, fucking remember it wow. yeah, yeah, wait, I, I feel like yeah i was just gonna say scene. you're don't play coquettish with me <laughs> <laughs> i don't quite remember that scene 
Don't get close to the microphone when you say it. Conveniently. <laughs> two truths and a lie. I don't remember that scene. Eric and Jane, two truths and a lie. Amazing. <laughs> Kathy, three truths. <laughs> oh, that's so good, Oh my God. God. Just an iconic season. I'm loving Beverly Hills so much, but thank you so much for being here on the main podcast. We are going to take this party to Patreon, which you guys can subscribe patreon.com slash Bravo Wild Black. Please follow us at Bravo Wild Black. Rate our podcast five stars because we always forget to say that, but ratings are so, so important. And please follow me. I am the official social media director at the dip. That's T H E. D-I-P-P. Um, thank you all for listening. And Steve, so do you want to tell the people where they can find you online and you have a huge announcement to make? Well, follow me on Faces by Bravo. Most of my content's on Instagram, but also I dabble in Twitter and TikTok a little bit. Um, and then big announcement is, but now we said it, my new podcast um, I'm partnering with the dip to bring a rewatch or housewives rewatch type podcast and sort of a behind the scenes of the real housewives. And, uh, and it will be other Bravo shows too, eventually um, where I'm going to be rewatching from the beginning and recapping old episodes because you know what new how episodes of housewives are great, but there's nothing better than an old episode of housewives. Guys, oh, when I tell you this pod is going to be so good, you have to literally check it out. Yes. Behind the scenes info, exclusive interviews, like it's it's unlike anything that you've ever heard. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And it's going to be brought to you by the dip with the genius faces by Bravo. Please follow him online if you have taste, if you have class, and we will see you on the Patreon. We love you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you.